Go ahead and stand up. Pretend that you're back in the club like you were three months ago. Go ahead and two-step. Everybody ain't doing it, but that's okay. Ladies, you're going to sing this. All you're going to say, ladies, is this. You don't know the song, but I'm going to teach it to you. You've never heard it before. But ladies, all you're going to do is say this. Keep running. That's all you're going to do. Keep running. That's all you're going to say, ladies. Keep running. Then the third time, you're going to take it up. Keep on running. Keep singing it. I don't hear you. Let me hear you. Keep running. Okay, y'all act like y'all don't know the song. Keep running. Third time, take it up. Keep on running. Keep singing it. Men, y'all going to join. Keep singing, ladies. Men, all you're going to say is this. Keep singing, ladies. You can't keep running in and out of my life. I don't hear you, man. You can't keep running in and out of my life. You can't keep running in and out of my life. Man, get louder. Sing it with your chest. You can't keep running in and out of my life. Then I'm going to sing this. Keep singing. You can't keep running in and out of my life. You can't keep running in and out of my life. You can't keep running in and out of my life. You can't keep running in and out of my life. Now you can sit. Running, running, running is an integral part of our subject story today. Running. You want to know who our subject is? Jacob. We're not going to really see it in the chapter today, but if you follow Jacob, Jacob was always running. Jacob employed deception, fooled his daddy, and got his brother's blessing. And his brother declared, I'm going to kill him. So you know what Jacob did, Brielle? <laughs> that was good, actually. <laughs> I like that. Jacob started running. He started running. He ran until he, he found a lady that he married. Actually, he married two ladies. Actually, he married two sisters. Not sisters, blood sisters. Think about that, he married two sisters. Uh, by employing deception, 
Their father, Laban, his father-in-law, he got over on Laban in, a, in an agricultural business deal. And, and when he got over on Laban, guess what he did? Yeah, he ran. Started running. Jacob, when he had problems, he started running. Jacob, when he had mess in his life, he started running from the people, from the problems, from the situations. 20 years, 20 years, 20 years. I haven't even done 20 minutes. 20 years of running, and I can't help but ask myself, wasn't that exhausting? Isn't that tiring? Can anybody relate? You've been running a long time. Can I ask you, ain't you tired? Ain't you tired of running? Ain't you tired of running? Here's what I want to say to you today. Don't keep running when God wants you to win. You can't win running away. Let me say that again. Don't keep running when God wants you to win. Father, please, 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 please speak. Especially to that person, they need to stop running. They need to wrestle with you. They need to find out who they are. They need to embrace your grace. Father, would you use your word now to speak to us? Please be glorified. May you increase. May I decrease. Holy Spirit, please do what I cannot do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you. I guess you can clap for the band playing that secular music. Get out of I don't. I don't know what made them do it. I had no clue they were going to do it. You can turn to Genesis chapter 32. Uh, let me just give you a hint. It's the first book of the Bible. Genesis 32. Don't keep running when God actually wants you to win. When you look at Genesis 32 while you're turning there, after making peace, with his father-in-law Laban, Jacob immediately faced the challenge of confronting his brother Esau, who had declared 20 years earlier, I'm going to kill Jacob. <laughs> when we see Jacob now, Jacob is coming home after 20 years He's coming home, and in this chapter, he's seeking to avoid 
confrontation with the brother that he had wronged 20 years prior. While trying to avoid confrontation with his brother, he ends up having a confrontation with God. (laughs) Here's the good news. God wants him to win. I'll say it again. Don't keep running when God actually wants you to win. I feel in my spirit, I don't talk like this often. There's somebody that really needs this message. I don't have time to unpack it all, but I love church people. I've been accused of not loving church people. I do. I pastor a church. Uh, But you're going to even see in the text, like religious people, spiritual people, church people, we're good at running, but it doesn't look like we're running. Jacob was good at it. Uh, We're good at it. We'll lift our hands running. (laughs) Sometimes tears rolling down our face, and nobody besides us knows it's called, shoot, we can't stop running. (laughs) Sometimes the loudest hallelujah. (laughs) Don't keep running when God wants you to win. Number one, even when your faith is mixed with fear. Even when your faith is mixed with fear, it's the first few verses. Verse 1 says, Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. He's been running for 20 years, but God provides angels of protection. God knows that he's got a journey to make. God knows what he needs. God provides angels. <laughs> He's on his way. The angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said this. This is a man that's been running 20 years because he's been dece- uh, deceitful. He's been a, a shyster, a schemer, a trickster. Here's what he says, though. He says, this is God's camp. <laughs> so he called the place Mayanang. So, so here's what we see already. He acknowledged there was a God. He, he calls it God's camp. Ladies and gentlemen, that is faith. It's faith. At least intellectually. So he's got faith in his head. But let me say to you, you really need faith in your heart. Y'all going to make me work today, but, but, but I slept last night. I'm drinking milk. You need faith in your heart. He's got it in his head. He knows that God is the God of Isaac, Abraham. He he knows God is the God of my fathers, but you need him to be your God. So so Jacob sent messengers before him uh, to his brother Esau because they're about to come uh, uh, and confront each other. He sends messengers before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, instructing them, thus you to say to my Lord Esau, thus says your servant Jacob. He's humbling himself, at least on paper. Uh, I have lived with Laban, my father-in-law, as an alien and stayed until now. Yo, God done prospered me. I'm balling now. Uh, I, 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 got, I, got, I, got, I got some oxen. Donkeys, flocks, 
Male and female, slaves, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lambs, rams, hogs, dogs, chickens, turkeys, rabbits, you name it. And I said to tell my Lord, in order that I may find favor in your sight, the messengers returned to Jacob saying, yo, we came to your brother Esau. He's coming to meet you. And he got his crew. (laughs) He's got 400 men are with him. Listen to this. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. And he divided, I would underline the word divided. He divided the people that were with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two companies thinking, yo, he's already strategizing, he's scheming, he's plotting. He says, if Esau comes to one company and destroys it, then the company that is left will escape. So here's what I see in those verses, fear, fear of Esau, despite in the first few verses acknowledging that he's been in God's camp, he's still scared. Anybody in the room, you've been with God, but at times you still scared a man? You pray, uh, but you know your boss's footsteps. <laughs> you know how his, his or her feet sound. You've been with God. You just praise God now, but tomorrow you may just be scared. Anybody? At the 11, we'll have those people. <laughs> Matter of fact, you're similar to Jacob. You're planning and plotting is based on a fear and faith amalgamation, (laughs) a fear and faith concoction. You got them mixed up. They all working together. Jacob was so afraid that he was literally divided. (laughs) He's got some of his animals over here, my assumption is these the people he don't like as much, but I don't know that because I'm gonna, if I'm going to divide the people that might get killed, it's going to be the, anyway, it's gonna, <laughs> none of y'all would be in that group. The 11, <laughs> he's got some animals over here. He's divided, not just with his animals and stuff, but he's divided. Some of him got faith. Some of them trembling in his boots. Anybody ever felt like that? He's divided. He's divided. Look at verse 9. I grew up in Sunday school. I thank God for that. I was always in church. And as a kid, you hear these stories, and at least me, I just drew conclusions about these people. Jacob was a trickster to me. That's what I was taught. He was a schemer. He was a deceiver. Uh, but I read it all week this week. I kind of I like him because I can relate. Because fear on one hand, faith on one hand. But look at what he does, Leah, verse 9. And Jacob said, oh, God. Y'all missed it. (laughs) Hey, Sylvia, he starts praying. (laughs) Boy, y'all better wake up. 
Y'all better wake up. Y'all better wake up. He's scared on one hand. Got faith on the other hand, a trickster, a schemer, a liar running. But what does he do? He says, oh, God, oh, God of my father, Abraham and God of my father, Isaac. Oh, Lord, who said to me, return to your country and to your kindred and I will do you good. Go back and read chapter 28. God makes him a promise in chapter 28. Here's the thing. This is the first recorded example of prayer in the Bible. It's the first recorded example. Here's what I like about the prayer. It's short, it's earnest, and it bears directly on the occasion. Sometimes our prayer is merely a slick way of running. I'm telling you, church folk, I'm talking about church folk. It's a slick way of running. You don't believe me? You don't believe me? Go read in Exodus. Moses was on his knees praying, and God said, get up. (laughs) Stop praying. Let me say something. I ain't got to pray, do I hit my wife or not, Lord? Lord, show me. Do I hit her? No, no, no. Get up. That's a stupid prayer. That's a way of running. Uh, Lord, do I tithe and give offerings? Stop praying. Get up and do it. Sometimes prayer is just the way you figure you can talk your way out of everything else so I can slick God. My mic on? It's on. Hmm. Uh, you can uh, you can pray, but you can still scheme. But I'm not here to judge Jacob. Here's what I've learned from him. Write this down. Don't wait to be perfect to pray. <laughs> pray right where you at. I'm in church one day. I'm in the club the next. Well, why are you in the club? Pray. I'm up one minute, I'm down one minute. While you down, still pray. I'm in one minute, I'm out one minute. Pray. I'm depressed one day, I'm praising God one day. One day I'm pouting, one day I'm complaining, one day I got money, one day I don't have money. Wherever you're at, don't wait to be perfect to pray. Because your prayer ain't about you, it's about who you pray to. Man, it's hot in here. Don't keep running. Pray. Somebody can go home. That's what you needed today. Because you ain't prayed in a minute. Maybe while I'm preaching the rest of the sermon, just talk to him. That's why, you, that's why he sent you here today. You just need to pray. But Keith, you don't know how jacked up I am. That's why you need to pray. You don't know the crazy sins I've been living in. That's why you need to pray. Keith, I don't feel worthy. You're praying about your worthiness. You ain't praying to you. Don't keep running when God wants you to win. Number two. I like this point, even when it's your fault. I can relate to this one. <laughs> even when it's your fault. Uh, some of our lives lean towards hell rather than hallelujah because of things that have transpired. That's all our fault. Anybody relate? 
Jacob had a penchant for deceiving people. He's running from his brother. He ran from his father-in-law because he deceived both of them. It's his fault. But I love verse 10. It's my favorite verse. He, he doesn't beat around the bush. He said, I am not worthy. Boy, I wish I had somebody that could hear that verse. He said, I am not worthy. I am not worthy. I, I, I am not worthy. I'm not worthy. We can stop there. He says, of the least of all the steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff, I crossed this Jordan. And now I have become two companies. You know what I like about his prayer? He didn't give a list of all the things for which he was culpable. He didn't list all of his sins. I suppose the list would have been really long. He just simply said, I'm unworthy. Anybody in the room, you got a list that's just too long at this point. You can't really list everything. You just got to bow down and say, God, it's me again. I'm standing in the need of prayer. God, I'm jacked up again. God, I messed up on you again. God, I missed the mark again. God, if I took all, it would take me all week long to tell you all the hell I've raised. It would take me all of my life to tell you all the people I've done wrong. I'm just bowing down to say I'm unworthy. <laughs> Here's the good news. God has some things for you. You just ain't ready yet. You got to get like Jacob. You got to come to a place of facing who you really are. You've got to get to a place of facing what you've really done. In other words, you got to come to grips with this. It's my fault. I'm not saying beat yourself up. I'm not saying that. But, but some of us have, we've never said that. It's my fault. The hell I'm in ain't the white man's fault. It's my fault. Boy, did I get in trouble for that? <laughs> Woo! It ain't the white man's fault. The man didn't do it. I did it. The hell I'm in ain't the system's fault. I was sinning before I knew how to spell system. This ain't my wife's fault. It's my fault. It, it, it might be good to learn to say, Lord, I'm unworthy. This right here, this hell has my name on it. I've been doing it my way. <laughs> but, 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 but he keeps on praying. I love his prayer. He said, deliver me. <laughs> I've been reading this all week. I got an advantage on y'all. That's been my prayer all week. Help me. Deliver me. Rescue me. I got some sin issues. I got some struggles. I can lie with the best of them. I can cheat with the best of them. I can scheme with the best of them. Lord, help me. I can't stop running. I can't stop running from problems. I ran out on my family. I ran out on my last job. I run from church to church. Deliver me from running. He, 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 that's a good prayer. I would write that in my notes. Deliver me. You ain't got to pray all day. Deliver me. Deliver me. A prayer like that is saying, it's a lot in those two words. Because what he's saying is, I can't help myself. I need help. I need somebody to rescue me. I need somebody bigger than I am. He says, deliver me, please. 
from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. I love this prayer. He said, yo, Lord, I'm scared. (laughs) He says, for I'm afraid of him. He may come and shoot up the building. He may come and kill all of us, both of my wives. (laughs) That's a joke. He got two wives. Two, that's a, you need to be praying. <laughs> the mothers with the children, but I love verse 12. He said, yet, capital Y-O-U, yet you have said, go back and read chapter 28, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted because of their number. I'm jumping ahead in the text. Uh, but can I jump ahead? God is going to come through. <laughs> Thank you. God, see, 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 God, God, Jacob has a penchant for deceiving. God has a penchant for coming through. God has a pension of doing stuff you don't deserve. God has a pension of employing his grace. God has a tendency to give you mercy when you know good and doggone well you ain't worthy. And guess what that tells me? Because by the time we're going to get to the end of this text, God is going to be an answer at this prayer. Bad English, but the prayer is going to be answered. And what that tells me is this. God is free to bless whomever he wants. (laughs) That sounds good when it's me, but I don't really want him to bless the person that stabbed me in the back. I don't want him to really bless the dad that walked out on me when I was a kid. I don't really want him to bless the spouse that cheated on me, but I got to say it one more time. God is free to bless the Jacobs in your lives, the liars, the tricksters, the schemers, the backbiters. Some are all to say, yes, it was my fault, but God blessed me anyway. Yes, I was a low-down liar, but God stepped in and blessed me anyway. Yes, Yes, I had a fair after a fair after fair, but here I am still with the pulse. Here I am with breath still in my body. Yep, I've done some crooked business deals, but God blessed me anyway. I don't read all the time. I don't pray all the time, but God, matter of fact, the mighty clouds of joy said it this way. I get a blessing every day. Every single day we get blessed. Don't don't keep running even when it's even when it's even when it's on you. <laughs> Verse 13. I was gonna leave these verses out because he just he's just trying to slick his brother Esau. He's just trying to appease him. He's trying to give him gifts. But these verses are important. Holy Spirit didn't waste the verses. Look at verse 13. He sent some of the company off to meet his brother and stuff. But verse 13 says, so he spent the night there. And from what he had with him, he took a present for his brother Esau. He's in the present business. (laughs) 200 female goats and uh, uh, 20 uh, male goats, 200 ewes. I don't know what a ewe is, but you figure it out. 
<laughs> 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milch, uh, uh, camels and their colts, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, 10 male donkeys. Old Jacob had a farm. These he, he delivered into the hands of his servants, each drove by itself and said to his servants, pass on ahead of me, put a space between drove and drove. He instructed the foremost, when Esau, my brother, meets you and asks you, to whom do you belong? Where are you going? And, and whose are these ahead of you? Then you shall say, they belong to, listen to his words, your servant Jacob. You see how he chooses his words? Um, uh, uh, he says, they are a present sent to my Lord Esau. He calls Esau Lord, calls himself servant. And moreover, he's behind us. He likewise instructed the second and third and all who followed the droves, you shall say the same, same thing to Esau when you meet him, and you shall say, moreover, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he thought, listen to what he thought, I may appease him with the present that goes ahead of me. And afterwards, I shall see his face and perhaps he will accept me. Maybe these gifts can buy his love. Maybe I can trick him again. And afterwards I shall see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. My question is this. He got all these gifts. Can you imagine how stank his camp was, all these animals? But he's got money. He, God has been good to him. But I wonder if these presents and these gifts is just a sign that he's still running. I don't know. But I, anybody ever tried to buy somebody? <laughs> you try to buy friendship. You pay for the movies. I wonder if these presents still a manifestation of the fact that he's still running. I wonder when you're scrolling on your phone two, three hours, if it's just proof that you're still running. I wonder when you spend three, four, five, six hours on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, is it just proof that you're still running. I wonder when you binge watch on Netflix the whole weekend. Is it just proof that you're still running? Years ago, it was like a storm. It snowed a little bit here. We had to council church. Not here, but it was our last church, and um, I had to go stand at the gate where people drive at the entranceway to tell them no church. It was ice on the road. I go home. My son was little, and uh, no church that day. Everybody was kind of resting. I went in my daughter's room, and my son just followed me. He was a little kid, and I was like, son, why you go wherever I go? He said, he said it's so quiet in here. I'm scared. Is that any of you? You scrolling because it's too quiet otherwise. Because quietness, you got to hear yourself.
verse 21. So the present passed on ahead of him, and he himself <laughs> spent that night in the camp. Can I read that again? He himself. Somebody say, he by himself. He himself spent the night in the camp. He himself, not the animals, not the 200 female goats, not the 20 male goats, not the 200 ewes and 20 rams. Those might be sufficient presents for his estranged brother, but not for God. God wants Jacob himself. <laughs> Money won't save you. Religious performance, <laughs> it will not save you. Accolades and accomplishments won't save you. I got news for you. God just wants you. Matter of fact, that's good news. Because I don't know about you, Eric. I ain't got no money. <laughs> but God just wants you. Here's why I read the verses. Your enthusiasm. Here's why I read the verses, because I saw something this week that I've never seen before. It's nothing deep. Uh, but it caused me to ask myself this question. When it's your fault, Keith, how do you handle things? I'm 53 years old. I'll be 54 uh, September 23rd. Not that far away. When it's your fault, how do you handle things? For Jacob, he used gifts. He used gifts. He used flattery. He called his brother Lord. He calls himself servant. But if you look closely, I'm telling you, you can see God's providence at work. <laughs> because Jacob is ploying God is working his providence. I'm telling you, how, how, how do I know? Because he's been running for 20 years in Mesopotamia. 20 years. And now God in his providence has made him turn around. Golly. <laughs> Gosh. He's been running in Mesopotamia. The problem is, home is that way. <laughs> uh, but I'm running the wrong way then. I got cows and lambs and potatoes and tomatoes, and I'm lucrative. My life is full, but God, his blessing, his promise, it's all that way for me. And so God, if you go to chapter 28, God turns him around. He ain't doing this on his own. I can see the providence. He doesn't know he's about to meet with God. God turns him around. Can I give you some advice when it's your fault? Turn around. When it's your fault, repent. When it's your fault, stop gibbering and jabbering and say I'm wrong. Get back home. Get back to where you're supposed to be. Change your mind about your sin. Some of y'all going the wrong way. 
and the six-figure job ain't enough. You know I'm right. You married a fine honey, a fine man, not enough. Five-bedroom house ain't enough. Please listen to me. Turn. Please, please, please. Man, we have altar calls here on Sundays, but, but this ain't magic. You don't need to come up here and pray a cute prayer. You got to turn. It's more, than a, it's more than having the pastor lay his hands on you. No, I'm, I said it wrong. I said you got to turn. You get to turn. I'll be done in a minute. Don't keep running when God actually wants you to win. Even when, number three, it seems like a fight. Uh, on the screen, I didn't have them underline it, but if you take this note, underline it seems like. It seems like. We get in trouble because stuff seems like. Seems like it, it, it's really not happening in actuality. It, just, it seems like a fight. Verse 22, the same night he got up and took his how many wives? <laughs> he had two wives. <laughs> That's funny to me. I got one. <laughs> two wives. <laughs> And they sisters. <laughs> this in the Bible. He's married to two sisters. I know her sister. <laughs> Couldn't be. I love her. But it wouldn't work. <laughs> We'd be all up on Judge Judy. He got reason to run. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, he got two maids, his 11 children, and crossed the ford of Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream. And likewise, everything that he had. I love this, Amy. My Bible says Jacob was left alone. I wish y'all praise God. I know the story from the change now. Jacob was left alone and a man, y'all have read this passage before, wrestled with him. <laughs> Put him in the figure four. Put him in the cobra clutch. He wrestled, he, but check this out. He wrestled with him until daybreak, on and on to the break of dawn. I can't talk to Jacob, but can I ask y'all something? If you can wrestle with God all night long, why are you running from some man? Man, if you can wrestle with God, some of y'all been wrestling for some years. 
Why are you running from a boss? Why are you running from a meeting you know you need to have with your mama? She's 70 years old, you 50. Y'all should have had the meeting 20 years ago. Why are you running from the meeting? Why are you running from the meeting with your father? Man, you living in anger because you scared to tell your daddy how hurt you are. If you can wrestle with God and live, what can man do to you? Verse 25, when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, <laughs> he said, I ain't going to fight fair. Can I let y'all in on a secret? The man who fighting with him ain't got to fight fair. My son Blake would say this, he can do what he wants to do because it really ain't a man. He ain't got to fight by our rules. He ain't got to do it your way. I'm kind of glad about that because my way is, tends to be jacked up. So he says, shoot, this Jacob boy, he pretty, he pretty strong. Been fighting since the womb. Been holding on since the womb. He good at fighting. He good at wrestling. I can't get him in the figure four. I can't get him in the cobra clutch. So what I'm going to do I'm going to hit his hip. <laughs> Y'all read it? When the man saw, this don't make sense to me. I love the Bible because it don't always make sense. What it's trying to do is create tension in your mind. <laughs> when he saw that he didn't prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket. Jacob's hip was put out of joint. And then he stopped wrestling. Is that what your Bible says? No, my Bible says his hip was put out of joint as. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. As he wrestled. As he, in other words, I'm hurting, but I'm holding on. I don't feel so good right now, uh, but I kind of know now this dude who I'm wrestling with really ain't a dude. This ain't, his breath don't smell like uh, just regular breath. Uh, something about him is different. I'm in pain, but I ain't about, mm -mm, mm -mm, I ain't about to let go. I got tears coming down my face, but I, I've been running too long. I've been hurting too long. I, I, I've been on the go too long. The one I'm wrestling with, I'm going to hold on to him. Matter of fact, read verse 26. He said, uh, let me go for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, uh, 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 no, uh, 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 I will not let go. Y'all know it. Unless you bless me. <laughs> I told my son Blake the other day, the Bible is amazing. Even if it wasn't just a Christian book, if you just read it as literature, it's amazing. He said, I'm not letting go till you bless me. Here he is telling God what he ain't going to do. God probably loves it because God know he's good enough to hold on to. I love when my kids, when they were little, they make their own money now because at a certain point, I kicks them out. 
Uh, get into the kick-out ministry. <laughs> but I love when my kids were growing up and they were persistent asking me. I done told them no two or three times. Sometimes Jayla would manipulate Blake to come and ask. I love that. Clinging. Knowing that daddy might, might do it. The people of Ukraine amaze me. I remember when this war started, I thought it would be over rather quickly. They were like, uh-uh. <laughs> nah. Uh, they just keep holding on. <laughs> in spite of the enemy's artillery, in spite of the enemy's missiles and weaponry, apparently, ostensibly, uh, if one deems something or someone worth it, they'll cling to it, even when tears run down their face. Have y'all watched the news even when buildings have been decimated? If they deem their country worthy, they'll hold on to it. If you deem the marriage worthy, even if there's been an affair, you have a way of holding on to it. If you deem it worthy, even when your hip is hurting, even when your bank account is low, even when friends walk out on you, I don't know about you, but I've discovered a God who's worthy, even when I'm hurting, even when I'm crying. I don't know about you. I ain't letting go. Here's what Jacob teaches us. Here's what Ukraine teaches us. The blessing is worth the clinging. The people in Ukraine are in a war. They're in a fight with an enemy that wants them dead. And the enemy is literally willing to kill them. I saw in the news, I think it was last week, some kids died in a bombing. Kids. The enemy is willing to kill them. Here's what I like about this story. Jacob, remember when I said earlier it seems like a fight? Jacob was not in a fight. He was wrestling. <laughs> I thought that would bless y'all. Y'all watch the wrestling? That thing is fixed. Y'all missed it. Y'all don't know when to shout. This, this thing is fixed. <laughs> God wants him to win. God knows how it's going to end up. God has already arranged Jacob is going to birth nations. So, the, so this ain't a fight. Again, I've got two children. My daughter, Jayla's 25. My son, Blake, today is 21. Today, 21. He's supposed to be here. <laughs> I think he, he prays a lot in the morning. I think he's praying till 11, 11 o'clock. Fasting. But what I remember, especially Blake, when he was a little kid. Have y'all seen Blake now? Blake swole. Walk around with his shorts up to here, all of this sticking out. I don't even know how he looks at the house without a shirt. But when he was a kid, we wrestled. When I knew I could handle him, we wrestled. But I knew... 
I knew I wasn't out to fight, and we've never fought. But we've wrestled. Y'all are missing me. If God ever wants to fight you, say no. Y'all should be right now. But if God ever wants to wrestle you, hold on. <laughs> Just enjoy the ride. If tears come down your eyes, hold on, because he got that thing fixed. It's set up. It's a setup. It's a setup for a blessing. Just hold on. If God ever wants to wrestle you, he wants you to know him intimately. He wants you to tussle. Do you know in the Hebrew what wrestle means? It means kick up dust. God wants to kick up dust with you. God wants to get dirty with you. God wants to get dusty with you. God wants to get low with you. So if God ever says, let's fight, say no. But if he says, let's wrestle, Hold on. Even when you cry, even when you hurt, even when you lose friends, hold on. Verse 27. So the man he's fighting with say, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Listen to me. This man didn't need to know his name. Jacob needed to know his name. Because <laughs> Jacob needed to face who he was. And he needed to say it. He needed to confess it. Uh, I'm a supplanter. I'm a trickster. I'm a, can I beg somebody in the room? Go ahead and say it. It's, it's called confessing. If you confess with your mouth, you're going to be okay. Say who you are. Say I'm stuck watching pornography. Say it. Say I, say I drink too much. Say it. Say I can't stop smoking the weed. Say I'm having an affair. Say I'm cheating on my spouse. Say I'm angry. Say I'm depressed. Open up your mouth and say it. It hit me this morning when I was praying. When I, when I try to hide stuff from God anyway, he knows. When he wrestles with me and he wants me to talk, it's for me. It's for confession. So I don't care who you are, you need to confess sometimes. Then the man said, uh, <clears throat> you shall no longer be called Jacob, trickster, schemer, deceiver. Uh, let's go with Israel. God prevails. <laughs> a name change. That's a whole nother sermon. Can we take a 10-minute break and I preach that? A name change. Kathy, you just clapped. I caught you clapping. I caught you. Because God has changed your name, hadn't he? <laughs> a name change. Here's what I know about the Bible. A name change means a nature change. Uh, 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 his nature is changed. Uh, uh, his, his whole nature. Uh, he, he said, I'm going to call you Israel, for you've striven with God and, and with humans and have prevailed. Uh, I ain't, he can say, from now on, I ain't a trickster anymore. I'm not a schemer anymore. God has changed my name. He's changed my nature. And I believe we got at least 100 people in the room, maybe 50, who can say, God has changed my name. I know. Hey, I got a guy right there, Fred, Fred, Fred. He's from Elberton, Georgia. We used to ride the school bus together. I hope you would agree with this. My name has changed since we were in school. I'm not the same dude. 
Isn't that awesome? When you know he's changed you. Uh, but it hurt. Did y'all hear what I just said? It hurt. It hurt. I got a little limp because I can't do some of the stuff that I liked it at doing. I like Jacob, though. See, Jacob, man, I believe this. He been winning. His whole life, Donna, he been tricking people. In the womb, he was strong. Think about it. You holding on. Uh-uh. <laughs> you slapped the doctor. I love Jacob because you see his competitiveness come out in the next verse. He said, he asked to do, he asked not to do it, I'm sorry. Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. And that, that sounds like somebody who used to get in his way. Please tell me your name, but he can't get his way here. The one he's wrestling with said, why is it that you ask my name? See, I don't need to confess who I am. I ain't been lying to nobody. I ain't been tricking anybody. I am who I am. <laughs> I love this carol. And there he blessed him. But hold on, hold on. Have y'all been reading the text with me? Verses 3 through 6 pretty much informs me Jacob has already been enriched. Y'all seen all them animals he got? He got stuff I don't even know. I don't know what it you is. Do you? <laughs> he's, already, he's already been enriched. He's already living a lucrative life. So that tells me when Jacob says, I ain't going to let you go till you bless me, the blessing doesn't mean stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to free 10 of y'all. Because you stress out because you living for stuff. You living for money. He's showing us the blessing ain't money. The blessing is I want my name changed. The blessing is I, I want my nature changed. The blessing is I want to be converted. I don't want daddy uh, just to have God. I want to have God myself. Here's the thing. He had stuff, but stuff never stopped. His running. Here's the thing. He got hurt and healed simultaneously. So here's my point. Don't mislabel your hallelujah moment because it feels like hell. I'm going to say that one again. Because we like church to feel good. We think everything's supposed to feel good for it to be God. Nah, he hurt my hip, but he, he changed my heart. <laughs> I'm hurting, but I'm converted. <laughs> uh, by the way, I can't run no more. <laughs> I've been running for 20 years, but right now I got a gangster lean. Uh, I can't run anymore. Right now, I'm going to have to walk like Tupac in his videos. Uh, but he's changed my heart. My hip is hurting, but my heart is battered. He's growing me. Let me say this. Good growth hurts. Sometimes fast growth, we're impressed with fast growth. Sometimes that means it's infected. <laughs> That's mic drop. Can I drop my mic? 
Sometimes if something grows on you, you might want to check it out. If it grows overnight, it's infected. Good growth hurts. Have y'all seen my son, Blake? He comes up in here showing all of his muscles. I worked out with him one time. The growth you see is good. It hurts. He works out hard. God is growing Jacob. But he got to leave that place hurting. Because God wants him to stop hurting others. Some of us ain't never been hurt, and that's your problem. Anybody in the room praise God for the hurt he's caused? Because <laughs> it humbled you. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, for I've seen God face to face. Oops, he's seen who? Because earlier it kept saying a man. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Man can't do what just happened. Man can't do what happened to me July 21st, 1987. God did that. Uh, I've seen God face to face, yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, meaning face of God. That's what that means, limping because of his hip. He can't run anymore, but guess what? From the, for the rest of his life, he can run his mouth. And he can exclaim, God changed my wall. God hurt my hip. God, God, God has healed my heart. He can't walk in his natural strength any longer, but now he has a strength that's going to carry him the rest of his life. It's going to birth nations through. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites don't eat the thigh muscle that is on the hip socket because he struck Jacob on the hip socket at the thigh muscle. We're done. Go ahead and put me in. Don't play the secular music. Amazing Grace or something like that. Quite frankly, how many of y'all grew up in church so you've heard this story before? So take your church mindset out. Be real. Read the story again when you get home. I read it a lot this week. Quite frankly, it seems untenable. Seem crazy, man. God wrestling with a man. By the way, a man who don't deserve it. Seems untenable to me until I think it was Wednesday. Bill, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I was reading it. Tears started coming down my eyes. Because I realized I can defend this. Because this is my story. <laughs> I can believe this, Donna, because before y'all knew me, this is my story. Uh, the Bible says God, the, the man wrestled with him. That means to kick up dust. God got dirty with me. God, where was God's locust in the text? Low. He got low. Matter of fact, that's the gospel. The incarnation, God got low. Are you kidding me? You come from heaven to be born in a dirty stable, in a dirty manger? That's all of our story. God wrestled with us. I, I ran from Georgia to Chicago because I had a church mama. She made us go to church. She had rules in the house. I said, I'll move to Chicago. I'll sleep with all the women I want to sleep with. Guess what God did? 
three days after I moved. Y'all want to hear it? He saved me. <laughs> he saved me. He saved me. He got low and he wrestled with me. Uh, and he let me win. He let me win. He saved my soul. Here's what I like about the text. He surprised Jacob. <laughs> Jacob worried about Esau. God surprised him. When I got saved, God surprised me. I moved from Elberton to Chicago to sin. Yes, I wanted to go to college, but I wanted to live a life of sin without my mama looking over my shoulder, without my daddy looking over my shoulder. I wanted to be up in the club with honeys. And what did God do? He surprised me. <laughs> I had people... Back in the 80s, y'all remember crack? When crack came out, I had people begging me, don't move to Chicago because you're going to get on crack. What they didn't know is God was going to surprise me and save me. I can defend this story because it's the gospel. God getting low with us and wrestling with us until we hurt because we got to give up our strength. But he hurts and heals us simultaneously. I got one more homework question and we're out of here. Are you running for him or from him? Please answer that question. Are you running for him or from him? I'm 53 years old. James. I don't want to keep running from him. Man, I, I got more years behind me. So guess what I want to do the rest of my days? Run for him. I don't care if people like me or not. I want to run for him. I, want to, I look at you. By the way, I listened to Eric's sermon this week. He preached. He pre if, you, if, you got, if you have kids in youth group, you need to be bringing them to youth group. He taught that text. Man, anybody want to know you, you tired of running from him? You tired? You tired? The job you thought would satisfy you ain't the same thing as the blessing. Aren't you tired of running? You finally moved to the suburbs. Anybody like me, you thought you moved to the suburbs? Life would get good. It's more hell in the suburbs. Real talk. Are you running for him or from him? If you're saved... Man, you need to be running for God. Maybe you're in the room and you say, I want to run for God. I'm tired of running from him. Would we stand? I'm tired of running from him. I want to run into his arms today. I don't want to make this romantic. I want to tell you the truth. He might hurt you. He's probably going to ask you to give up some things that you deem your own strength. Matter of fact, he is. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to say, God, I want to run for you. If it means I got to give up everything, I'm willing to do that today. I want you to save me. I want you to be my savior. I want you to be my king. I want you to be my master. <laughs> I want to be your servant. I literally want to be your slave on me on me. I believe you died on a cross. I believe they put you on a tomb, but I believe on the third day you got up 
You are the master. You are king of kings. You are Lord of lords. And I want you to be mine. Is that anybody in the room? You want him to be your savior today? Would you come and let me pray with you? Would you come? Would you come? Would you please come? Would you please come? Would you please come? Anybody in the room saved? Let me see your hand if you're saved. So I'm going to pray for us that we run for God. Because honestly, with this text, that's who I worry about the most. Those of us who know how to pray a slick prayer, who know how to slick people with churchism and uh, church lingo, I'm praying that God will strip all of that, and it's just us. Father, I love you. How good you are. Honestly, when I look to my right and see Fred, I grew up with in Alberton, I'm reminded of the stuff I ran from. I never thought I'd see Fred 30 years ago, 35 years ago when I left Alberton. When I moved to Chicago, I was running from you. Three days later, you saved me. That's really my story. So hallelujah. Father, I'm asking you to hurt people in this room that need to be hurt so that they can be healed. Father, may I never preach a fake gospel where there's no blood involved where there's no anguish and pain, where there's no cross involved. Discipleship is about picking up your cross and following you daily. And I don't know about anybody else. I've deemed you worthy. And whether I deem you worthy or not, you are. You're worthy enough to cling on to. And honestly, thank you that when my grip is weak, you still hold on to me. So, Father, would you make us a church? I look at people in this room. They came in the rain this morning. Would you help that to be all of our minds as we're going to cling to this good God through sunshine or rain, through having a job or losing a job, through ups and downs. You're worthy. So we hold on to you. Thank you for holding on to us. May we run for you and not from you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Would you give God a great big hand?